and for the thousands in attendance and the millions of people that wish they were sitting in front of my bar at the moment, welcome to the second episode of At The Bar with Yo Adrian. I'll be exploring the lives and times of some really interesting people. One of those interesting people happens to be sitting across the bar from me at the moment. His name is Peter Menesis and it's a good morning to Peter. Good morning, Adrian. Thank you for having me. Now, Peter was a former Australian light heavyweight title contender. He was also a top 10 world-ranked amateur boxer. And now he has a very successful business named Menesis Fitness. So it's my great pleasure to have Peter on my program today. So before I go any further, mate, and in the tradition of your Greek heritage, we're going to have a drink. Now, I said to you a couple of weeks ago when I invited you to come over to get on my podcast, if you're willing to have a drink, but you said you're off the drink, but you also said that you would make an exception today. I'm, look, I'm not going to try and teach you any bad habits, but when you've got this beautiful Greek metaxa in Uzo, and that metaxa looks like it's over 100 years old, how can you knock that back? I mean, really, mate. Look, look at that. Look at that metaxa. Which one, which one are you going to have today, mate? Uzo. Thanks, Adrian. Okay. Let's get this ready. There you go, champ. Beautiful. I'll go the Metaxa. How good is this? Old friends at the bar. Cheers, brother. That's beautiful. Now, Peter's life mirrors the life of a lot of former boxers, where he battled his demons earlier on in his life to overcome those demons and to become a great role model for adults and children alike. What can you tell us about those demons? Before I start, I want to thank my Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, for giving me the courage with a successful wife and three beautiful children and a great business, where not only do I have a great business, but I have a great culture with my beautiful clients that come and see me. So what can I say? My life's been up and down but i've done a 360 degree u-turn but before i start i'll make sure i want to make sure to all the children out there make sure nobody touches drugs because if you do there is no good results out of it it's just bad 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 luck it does kill you know i had a brother i lost from drugs and had to bury him myself and i've had many many bad experiences thank god I've had another chance in life, and I'm here in doing a broadcast with you, Adrian. Thank you. Yeah, spoken from the heart and much appreciated, mate. But yeah, back to your question. I did fight. I fought for Australia and was ranked second as a lot heavyweight professional. But then the wind got to my head, and one thing led to another. You know, hanging around with the bad crowds, I took the bad road and took drugs and blew up to 132 kilos and become overweight. And I was taking drugs not only to benefit myself, but to try to lose weight as well, just living a yo-yo lifestyle. And then I had to make the transformation. So I do thank Jeff Fennick for giving me a second opportunity to be part of his team. And I got to lose 56 kilos to fight for the Australian light heavyweight title at Rose Hill Gardens. And that was in 2001, December. Yeah, and what a great role model to have. I'm not just saying this because because of my Maltese heritage that I share with uh, Jeff Fennick. But I looked up to Jeff myself, and I still believe that both him and Costa Zoo will go down as the best boxers we've ever produced in Australia. He, look, he comes across as one of those guys, if he likes you, he would do anything for you. I would imagine very loyal, but what a mentor for you to have. And I know you talk about him with such great esteem. You really respect him. I was really blessed for Jeff Fennick to approach me, to be, to be part of his team. Team Fennec. And yes, he was a great role model. And I thank him for some of my branding. He taught me to be resilient and tough, whatever you do in life. And yes, thanks, Jeff. Now, rumor has it, they were actually lined up to spar Mike Tyson about the time he was in his prime. 
I mean, are you fucking crazy? Imagine getting in the ring with Mike Tyson, and that's when he was in his prime, just before he was convicted of that crime. What can you tell us about that? Well, that's because of Jeff Fennick. He organized a trip. I actually didn't get the chance to spar him, but we did go overseas to try and meet him. But he, he was actually charged, and uh, I didn't get the chance to meet him. So we still had a top trip with about 30 of us to go to Vegas and to watch Costa Zoo fight. And Mike Tyson trained. We stayed at the Mandalay Bay, and it was a memorable trip to experience as one of Jeff Fennick's friends. All right. Now we'll move away from boxing and we'll start focusing on the Manesis Fitness business where you train both adults and children. But today, we'll focus more on the children training. Now the rumor has it that you're training Spartan-like kids. You're trying to make them Spartan-like, meaning they're going to be very disciplined, they're fit. You use some very unorthodox methods to your training, but they're very effective. I've witnessed it myself. You speak about this holistic approach to training. Tell us about this holistic approach to training. We basically do stuff on the basics, the foam roller, mobility, activation. We do lower body and upper body. We literally stick to the basics. Children come to me, first of all, and their hip flexors and glutes are inactive. They have no mechanic skills. They have no running mechanic skills. They think doing sports is the correct way of training, but it's not. Too much sport weakens the central nervous system. And before I start, let me tell you this. The muscles are a slave to the central nervous system. That was Newton's third law. If you want to start talking about scientifics. So weights are very essential for young children's growth as well. So we get them reading. We get them lifting. We get them to have a good culture about goal setting, about setting goals, about writing things down. You know, if young children learn to write things down on a daily basis, they can do anything. And that's where the book comes from, Jacko Willink. He is a former Navy SEAL where he fought against the toughest opponents in war through his career. And now this book helps me implement stronger young kids, yes, Spartan-like kids, as they say. And I also notice you have this incredible way, or gift, I should say, of encouraging kids without coming across as being condescending or patronising. I mean, you won't falsely tell a kid that he's fantastic at something if he's not. But you manage to encourage those kids to make them feel like they can do anything. How do you do that? I mean, that's not an easy thing to do, mate. Normally, people that are successful in achieving that go on to become great coaches. I've met great NRL coaches that have been able to motivate their young squads to become even better players. I mean, how do you do it? When we train, and yes, the harder you train in the gym lifting weights, the easier sport gets. And I see a lot of injuries with young children because they are playing too many sports. They're doing their ACL at the age of 11. They think doing high-impact sports is a way to go, but it actually isn't. Yes, three things I noticed when I was uh, watching you train the kids. One of them was the religious aspect of your training, where you sit them down and you get them to read religious scripture. The second one is getting kids to reaffirm their training goals at the end of their training sessions. And the third one is actually to get the kids to read 20 pages each night. You actually get the kids to text you once they've read those 20 pages to reaffirm they've done it. I've actually got the book here at the moment. Just grab it here, get it out. Right, it's called The Way of the Warrior. It's one of those books which kids actually love reading. The language is easy to comprehend. I mean, my kids, like a lot of kids these days, they don't really like reading, but they actually enjoyed reading this book. It just seems like it's a great motivational book, and I remember receiving a book similar to this when I was a young kid myself, getting in trouble, brawling on the weekends in the city. And my older brother, Grant, gave me this book. It was called, similar to the one that uh, you got the kids reading, it was called The Peaceful Warrior. Probably a different author. And it was, it was a, basically an ego killer. 
it taught me that having a big ego can get you in a lot of trouble. So once I read this book, it changed my life. And I'm sure once the kids read this book, it'll change their lives too. Because as I said before, it's an ego killer. The kids don't go around looking for trouble anymore. They actually become peaceful warriors. What can you tell me about that book? And why did you choose that book? It's actually written by an ex-Navy SEAL, I believe. So basically when I was growing up, I was bullied a lot. Because I went to schools in the heavily populated Anglian Saxon Sutherland Shire area. I had a very strong Greek accent. I was the only Greek, so I had fights every day. So I don't want the same for the kids today. Jacko Willink, the author of The Way of the Warrior Kid, teaches our kids to become resilient and disciplined. He says discipline equals freedom. I see a lot of children that have they lack discipline. First of all, they hide in the bedrooms on the electronic gadgets for hours and hours. They are not reading the correct books. They are not understanding. So I basically explain to them that hard work beats talent. I mean if they put their mind to anything, they can do anything in life. And young children today need role models. Something I was fortunate to have with the likes of Jeff Finnick, George Reno. I had a strength and conditioning coach as well, like Christian Woodford and Paul Haslam. So I tried to implement this through the kids today. Not only do I give them some after-school care and uh, training, but teach them resilience and ac- to accept God. By taking one step towards Him, God will take 10 steps towards you. But also with reading. Kids are not reading the correct books anymore. Kids are focusing on Harry Potter and fairy tale books. Kids need to be reading self-developing books and other correct sort of books on how to achieve and plan their goals so your normal day consists of what i mean what would you do most days what time what time do you start for instance is it five seven days you're training kids now tell me what happens because every time i try and contact you i can't get older during the bulk of the day so you're obviously very busy training people and it's obviously a successful business you have heaps of clients yeah so i have close to 100 clients Wow. I do about 11 to 12 hours a day. I start work at 5 o'clock in the morning and I don't finish until 10.30 at night. I have clients coming over from Liverpool and I've been blessed to have clients that not only come once a week but three or four days a week with my strength and conditioning plan. I've been blessed to have a good culture. What I love about my life, I get to do the things that inspire people. This is my why. This is my belief. I love waking up in the morning and inspiring people to try to train and keep improving themselves. So that's about it. I have my first book coming out called 100%. I have good contacts which will help me make the book successful and motivate people. The book will show no matter how low you feel in life, there is always a light at the end of the tunnel if you work hard at anything. So when will this uh, book be coming out, Peter? We're in the process of writing the book now. Hopefully we have it soon. I have a doctor that I'm hopefully to be a doctor soon by the name of Sarah Charles, one of my dear clients who is helping me write the book. It is going to be called 100%. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, look, we've all heard Peter's story this morning. Now, how long have I known you for? Quite a while? Many years, Adrian. Yeah, many years now. But one of the reasons why I got him on this podcast, because I have a great respect for the way he has turned his life around and become a great man he is today. This was one of those podcasts I was really looking forward to because I admire him. He's become a great role model for kids that he trains and also my kids. And if I'm totally honest, a role model for myself. So now I'm going to ask him, and this is going to be a regular question at the completion of my podcast, 
there is one thing you can change about yourself. You're almost a complete human being, but we all have our flaws. Do you agree? Yes. Yep. What would be that one thing you'd like to change about yourself? Think about, think about this question, mate. Oh, just to be more calm at home with my wife and children. Because I live such a busy lifestyle, I'm a bit tense at times. But uh, I need to be a little bit calm, especially with my wife. Now, that's a fair comment. You have three kids. I have four kids. Life can get tough at times. We try our best. We have people outside the home busting our chops. Our kids driving us mad. You know, so whatever you're doing now, keep doing it. But just be calmer, I suppose. So we can both live longer and keep enjoying each other's company way into our latter years. Thanks, Andrian. I really do appreciate it. So now at the conclusion of my podcast, and in the words of the great Sylvester Stallone, if he can change, then I can change, then you can change, which means we can all change. So until my next podcast... Treat people as you would like to be treated yourself, but don't take any shit from anybody. See you all until my next podcast. Bye, guys.